Welcome to Brands in Action, the podcast that asks the questions every brand should be asking. Our guest today is Philip Freeman, founder and CEO of Murphy's Naturals, an outdoor lifestyle company specializing in plant-based mosquito repellents. Prior to launching Murphy's Naturals, Philip served as a deep sea diving officer in the U.S. Navy for eight years. Following his military service, Philip spent 23 years in packaging sales at International Paper. In 2013, he launched the outdoor natural products company, Murphy's Naturals. Committed to inspiring good work and giving back, Murphy's Naturals became a certified B Corporation in 2017. Philip is also the founder of The Loading Dock, a collaborative co-working and co-warehousing company for small businesses. Philip lives in Raleigh, North Carolina with his wife, Pam, and Murphy's Naturals is named for Freeman's outdoor-loving dog, Murphy. Welcome to the show, Philip. Thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. It's so great to have you. I'm a, a huge fan, and I can't bury the lead. I have to ask about Murphy. Let's start with Murphy the dog and how how that inspired this whole thing. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, when we were uh, first kicking off this product that became Murphy's Naturals, you know, I was looking at Murphy one day and I said, you know what, fella, I think we're going to name this brand after you. And Pam loved that idea. And so uh, that's where the genesis was of it. Just looking at our good old boy Murphy and giving that inspiration to name it after him. And he was with us at least a year or so after we launched Murphy's. So, you know, the nice thing is uh, Murphy lives on in our brand. Yeah, I love that. You know, when um, I worked on Burt's Bees for a long time, and um, Burt's dog was a big part of the origin story as well. He had a dog named Rufus that was uh, mm-hmm. just in all of the early story and pictures and just this really great dog. What kind of dog was Murphy? He was a standard poodle. He was yeah. a large, large one. Big one, yeah. Yeah, chocolate. He was a great trail dog. I love taking up the Falls Lake where we would hit the trails and hit the water. For people who don't know, you're in Raleigh, North Carolina as well, as are we. And uh, this is one of the best places to have a dog, man, to just, you know, there's just trails everywhere and lakes. And it's just a really great place for that. That's the best. So tell me a little bit about how you got here. I know you started in packaging, you know, and your military background. How did all of that lead you to where we are today? Well, sure. It's it's never a straight course. It's, right. it's not from A to B, especially uh, with someone like myself. I have an active mind, so uh, we tend to meander. But, you know, even back when I was in the military and through my career, I always liked the idea of one day having a company, of creating something. And um, I had business plans that I would write out and stick in a folder. And I had tons and tons of them I never took action on. And as I was getting towards the end of my time with international paper, you know, I was thinking, you know what, I I really have to do one of these one day. And it was just a matter of what one should I do? And what is it that would be impactful? So I was really solving a problem at home for my wife, Pam. She is a mosquito magnet. We all know mosquito magnets. They're the ones who cannot go to the mailbox and back without getting a mosquito bite. And that's Pam. She would get 10 bites to my one so bad that she didn't want to come outdoors where I always wanted to be. My wife is exactly the same way. I would sit outside and I get a bite and she gets 10. Yep. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I grew up on a farm up in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia with my four siblings. And it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. 
we spent all our time outdoors. Then my time in the Navy, uh, being a diver, a lot of that time was spent outdoors as well. Um, and it's just, just where I prefer to be, quite frankly. And I love my wife dearly, and I wanted her to be with me. But, you know, mosquitoes were a prevention. So solving that problem was really important. And Pam really didn't want to use chemical-based repellent products like DEET. Didn't like the way they feel. They degrade your gear, that sort of thing. So so I was looking for something natural that she could use that would be effective to get her outside. And I, I really struggled to find anything. And ultimately ended up coming up with formulations based off of essential oils and tried different combinations and found something that worked for Pam. And I thought, well, maybe this is it. Pam's not the only mosquito magnet. There are tons of them out there. So, you know, if it works for Pam, it's probably going to work for other people too. (laughs) That's amazing. Where did you get the recipes? Where did you find them? How did you incorporate them? How did you make them happen? Well, I wanted to do something natural. So originally was just looking at what other companies used as ingredients. And the majority of them were just using citronella. And yeah. citronella is yeah. fine. You have to use enough of it to make it effective. You know, but I thought, oh, we, can, we can do better than that. And so I did some research and I found from the U.S. EPA a list of essential oils that were approved by the EPA to be used as repellents for mosquitoes. And so I started working with those different oils, combining them in different ways until found something that worked well and uh, wanted it also to smell nice. So, you know, it needed to do more than just work well. It needed to be from a sustainable source. It also needed to be incredibly effective, but smell nice at the same time. Yeah. How did your time in the Navy as a deep sea diving expert, how did, how did that affect your relationship with nature and all of the things that you're doing? Because you're very wired around it being good for the environment as well. Did that play a role at all? Sure, it did. Everything that's happened over my life has played some sort of a role. And whether they were great experiences or not so, it all matters. But I had a great experience in the military. I worked with really small groups of people as a diver. And it was a situation where you might have a a small unit that you work on, but people were experts in their particular area. And Because diving is is a very dangerous thing, especially deep sea diving. And I was also involved in explosive ordnance disposal, which is also uh, quite hazardous. You really have to have people who are experts in their area and who take their job seriously because they know that, you know, people's lives count on it and they, they need to do what they do extremely well. And you rely on one another too. So there's a lot of cross training where you know how to do many of the different things, but you always had experts in specific areas. And working in a small group like that, I really liked it. There was a great esprit de corps. Uh, there was a reliance on one another. And working in those small groups was you know, really kind of perfect for me when I became an entrepreneur because you know we started out as a very small group and we're still yeah. a relatively small group, but you really have to trust people to do yeah. Yeah their job and do it well. And you have to have an appreciation for everyone and and a respect uh, for their responsibilities and who they are. And when you have that, you really can build trust. 
And that is something that I've carried over into many different areas in my career and certainly at Murphy's. Have you organized the company along those lines with that philosophy? Very much so, especially in the beginning, um, because we really had to do so many different things and you had to know how to do so many things. And it was such an incredible learning curve. You can do it on your own. You know, I, I may be the guy who had the ideas and I may be the guy who came up with the brand and so forth. But, you know, it's the team that carries it forward and it's having passionate smart people around you that really do care, um, that carry forward the company in terms of its vision, its objectives, its goals. And they're the ones that really make it all happen. And I just get to be the fortunate person that's surrounded by them. I have the same thing. I, I, I have a, a working theory in my company that whenever I go, oh, I got an idea, everybody goes, oh, no, you know, because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the, Suddenly there's a brewery, you know. (laughs) David, that's actually funny because we have something similar here because we have something called NPD, which is new product development. And ideas are ideas. And you, like me, probably have plenty of them. And so they changed uh, NPD from meaning new product development to no Philip don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I grokked that in a pretty big way. (laughs) Yeah. So you became a B Corp in 2017. Talk about why that was important and talk about B Corps in general, what that is. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to. Well, and what we were as a company and a brand really was happening and taking place before I even knew what a B Corp was. And one of the places that I had a a lot of inspiration from was a company that I worked with. Um, when I was in the packaging world, I worked uh, internationally with a company called The Body Shop. And for yeah. those who know that retailer, they are a brand that is very thoughtful, founded by Anita Roddick. And she was a real pioneer when it came to community fair trade. And she was operating like a B Corp way before there were ever B Corps. Yeah. She was really about her people, the planet, and she was not at all afraid to say she was about the profit. You know, that's how the business was sustainable. You know, you had to had to do well. You had to uh, sell your wares and do it in a profitable way so you can continue to do good things. But what I loved about Anita is her passion, but also the way her team members were so passionate. And I thought, gosh, if I ever have a company, I want them to be like this. And so I took many of the principles from Anita and I put them into Murphy's right from the get-go. So I'm proud to say that we too have really passionate team members, but a lot of what we are today came from what I saw and how I was inspired by Anita Roddick and the body shop. Yeah. And with that foundation in place, we were well positioned to become a B Corp. And John Replogel, who's yep. a, a fine gentleman that you and I both know, former CEO of Burt's Bees and Seventh yep. Generation. Ex-client. Yeah, yes. He was. He became an advisor to me very early on. And he asked me if I had ever taken the assessment for becoming a B Corp. And I told him I had no idea what a B Corp was. And so he explained it to me. And I thought, oh, wow, you know what? 
there's so many of us who do good things. There are a lot of people who say they do good things, but is there a certification actually that proves that you do those good things and you're you're a responsible corporate citizen? And so I checked into it. We did the first evaluation questionnaire and we scored nicely on it. So I thought, wow, this is really good. There are a lot of great questions in here that are thoughtful and you know, it showed me ways we could be a better company. Yeah, we did that and we pursued it and we've recertified a few different times as a B Corp. But yeah, that's how I first found out about it. Yeah, I really love it. And we're B Corp as well. We've been a B Corp since 2012, I think. And um, early on. Yeah, we were one of the first uh, national advertising agencies to become one. But I had the same thing. We already were one. We just we didn't have a way to designate ourselves that. And what I think is really important about being a B Corp, and in particular with a company like yours, is it's impossible to greenwash and be a B Corp. You won't pass the assessment. You won't get certified. It's as much a receipt as it is a a beacon to be a part of a community of of companies that believe that business can be a force for good. And to me, that was just very important to us, you know, as as an agency. So in a design company. I love that term, David, receipt. Mm-hmm. That's really, really a great way to put it. And having that validation is nice. So, you know, it's good to talk, but you absolutely have to do the walk. And yeah. you're, you're right. You can't just be talk and become a B Corp. Yeah, you have no, to do it all. You won't be able to make it. Mm-hmm. So you have a saying called the dog philosophy. Talk a little bit about that. I love it. That's our mentality that we have at Murphy's and the loading dock is it's very much a a dog philosophy. And, you know, that's been in place since we started Murphy's. And essentially, it's a nod to Murphy, our dog. But but dog D-O-G for us is doing others good. And, and we have had a philosophy of doing others good since the very beginning. For instance, you know, we do quarterly volunteering for our employees. We do at least four hours every quarter where we volunteer together. We actually give 2% of our revenues through donations, through product contribution, and through you know many other ways. We give 2% of our revenues. So that's not of our profits. That's of our revenue. So we make sure it's meaningful. That's a really big deal. Yes. Most brands give a percentage of profits. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not downplaying that, by the way. I think that's great. No. But giving 2% of revenue is a whole other thing. It is. And there are a lot of big corporations that don't make 2% a year in profit. And they're quite happy with it. Right. But the fact of the matter is, I knew from the beginning is, you know, it would take some time before we were a profitable organization. And even uh, when we become profitable, that number is going to be small for some time because scaling isn't easy. But if for every single dollar of revenue, we were giving a 2% contribution, then that means for every single product that someone buys, there's an impact. There's a 2% impact. And 2% for some people doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually huge when it's part of your revenue. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. And it adds up. Um, So I, I just think that's a really awesome authentic way of doing others good is by doing it based off of revenues. To your point, you know, if you do it off of profit, yeah, great for you. Um, That's terrific that you give it all. And that's important. But we just were very intentional about doing it on revenues. 
Yeah, I, I think that's just incredible. We, we have a, a beer at Ponysaurus called Don't Be Mean to People, and we don't give a percentage. We give a number. It's not a standard number, but it depends on what size, you know, if you're buying a can versus a case versus a six, but it ends up being between seven and about seven and 10% of profit, which is still a lot, you know? That is a lot. Yeah, yeah. that is. And, and I do love that, by the way, the don't be mean to people. I, I've, I've seen that on social. It's fantastic. Well, it's, it's what I love about you guys, which is when you stake a claim to doing good, you kind of have to do good. <laughs> you, you, you can do, you know, it, it was the thing with Google of do no harm. Like, you know, they left that a long time ago, you know, yeah. when you make these, a statement like that, you really have to live it or, or your people walk out, which brings me to how would you articulate your, your brand's purpose? Is, is it doing others good or is it more doing good for the outdoors? Well, it, 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 it is absolutely doing others good all the time. But, you know, we are a brand that's good for the outdoors. Not only are our products good for use in the outdoors because they help keep mosquitoes away so that you can enjoy it, but you know, we're very careful about our ingredients and how we make our products. And we're focused on sustainable ingredients, ingredients that you can feel really good about, like rosemary, cedar yeah. wood, peppermint. Um, and, and, you know, we don't use petroleum waxes. We use plant-based waxes like soy. We also yeah. use beeswax in, in our products. And we have everything from sprays to balms to candles to incense. But no matter what the product is, they're good for the outdoors, not just because of their repellency characteristics, but also because of the ingredients that they're made from. Yeah. Well, I would encourage anyone listening, if you have a mosquito issue at all, to get this because, you know, citronella, which is the sort of, I, I think probably the, you know, if there's a, a zeitgeist around, it, around mosquito repellents, it's probably citronella, right? People know about it. But it sure. just kind of doesn't smell great, you know, and your stuff smells incredible. Thank you. Yours has kind of a, a sense experience as well, which I think is fantastic. So you not only end up with less mosquitoes, you end up with a fragrant experience around you, which, you know, people don't notice it until it's gone. But when you when you notice it, when you have a bad scent, you do notice it. And we get so many great comments. So thank you for making your comment. But the, the effectiveness is incredibly important. But it sure is nice to have something that smells nice, too. Yeah. Well, speaking of the sort of doing the outdoors good and doing others good, you know, I, I'm a big believer that a brand can drive the entire company, a part of which is communications, part of which is design, but it really drives everything, drives culture. How do you use that to drive culture? What are the things that that has created internally for your people and how you, even how you hire people and the kind of people you you bring in. You know, Murphy's Naturals, just the brand itself and the name of the brand tells you, you know, that Murphy's is a name. Um, so yeah. so there's a story behind that, which is always great to share and it's endearing. But Naturals, you know, it, it shows our focus, so, you know, as long as you're being sincere and you're branding. And we are about natural products, sustainable natural products. But very specifically, we're about natural products for outdoor living. So that's our space and that's where we live. And we're very much about getting outdoors, enjoying life outdoors, and making the absolute uh, most out of nature, celebrating nature, which is a part of our mission. Yeah. And our mission statement is to celebrate nature and inspire good through quality natural products. Pretty simple. 
Yeah. But there's a lot of power packed in that. And and when you think about celebrating nature, you know, part of that is getting out and enjoying it, but it's also being respectful and appreciating it and being a good custodian and inspiring good. And the best way to inspire good is to do good. And that's kind of how we live every day at our company. Um, and then it's always through quality natural products. But with our company, you know, having that as a mission that is really easy to share with everyone. Yeah. And then having taglines that are very specific, like good for the outdoors and the dual meaning of that. Those all matter. Yeah. Language always matters. It does. It does. And and how how you display that or how you portray that, you know, through your branding and through your visuals, all that makes a huge difference. And, you know, our team is very passionate about what we do. So one of the nice things is we don't have to convince them to be ambassadors for our brand. I mean, they just are. They're all in. And, and I think a lot of that comes from the culture we built. And our culture is very much about appreciation and respect for one another. And you'll hear me say that a lot. We need to appreciate one another. We absolutely do. We're all individuals. Um, but at Murphy's, we're individuals working as a team. And respect has to be throughout the organization. And when you have those two elements, it does so much for culture. And when you have those elements, you can have trust. And that's not the easiest thing to have within an organization yeah. or for yeah. a brand. It's really the art um, of our business, which is appreciation, respect, and trust. Beautiful. Do you have any any specific traditions that have arisen in the company? Like I, the example I would use is, you know, Burt's Bees gave a day off. They gave you a paid day off to do service. Do you have anything like that? Absolutely. Um, and, and there are a lot of things that we have, actually. We do get together a lot to celebrate accomplishments. Yeah. But um, one of the things we do is uh, each quarter we volunteer. And typically, as a team, we volunteer for things that are outdoors. So it might be with different organizations that we contribute to and um, have partnerships with, like Triangle Land Conservancy. Earthshare, North Carolina, and many of the different organizations that fall under them. So one of the great things about it is we can go volunteer as a team. And it's funny, we have a reputation because we all work so well together and we're all so efficient that people refer to us as the chill efficient ones. <laughs> chill efficient is such a yeah. great... I loved it when I heard it the first yeah. time. And, and it was one of the nonprofits that we work with, Activate Good, that coordinates volunteerism. Yeah. They're like, man, every time you guys go to an event, you just come in and you're all super chill and relaxed and enjoying yourselves. But man, you get a lot of work done. And, you know, it was always a struggle for them to make sure there was enough work because we you know, get it done so fast as a team. So, you know, there's a tradition right there. It's just that quarterly volunteerism that we yeah, have. That. And, and there's nothing like getting out there and doing others good together. Yeah, for sure. How do you build your customer network around the natural story? You know, one of the one of the age old problems with natural products was always, well, they're great, but they don't work as well, you know, and yours does. 
But how do you, do you, do you have any mountain to climb there to convince people to think about a natural product? And, and yours, I, I would argue your stuff works better than the Centronella stuff, you know? And as far as putting DEET on your skin, which I, I've always heard sort of obstructs some of your body's natural, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to use the, the limbic system, things like that. I don't know if that's accurate, but it does obstruct, you know, you put those chemicals on your skin and your skin's an organ. It's like eating it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have any any challenges getting that story out there for people? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And especially in the very beginning, you know, when you're an unknown brand, people were incredibly skeptical of our products. It's yeah. basically like, you know, natural products don't work in the repellency category. And, you know, I would always say, well, here, take this and try it and yeah. let me know what you think. And yeah. so handed out a lot of product and I'd say, you don't, you don't need to take our word for it. Just go and try the product and you'll see for yourself. And there's nothing like doing that. And then when those people reach back out to say, holy moly, it really yeah. does. And yeah. how did you do it? And, you know, it's actually pretty simple. And um, what makes it work so well is exactly why larger brands don't do it. Yeah. So for us, you know, we're we're very careful about crafting the right combination of essential oils. And again, all these essential oils are meant to repel insects, right. uh, specifically mosquitoes. Citronella can be one of them, but lemongrass, rosemary, peppermint, cedarwood, you know, bringing these together in combination, they're an incredible amount of species of mosquitoes. And not all species of mosquitoes are exactly the same. So when you can take a combination of repelling essential oils and put them together, that can make a big difference. And it can also make it so it smells nice. But the really big thing is, and this is why most of the big brands do not do it, is those oils are incredibly expensive. And the USA EPA regulates very carefully what you can put in your product and call it a repellent. Um, And this is from an inert and active ingredient perspective, but they don't regulate how much you have to put in. So you will have companies that'll put out a citronella product. And this is why citronella has a bad name unfairly. And you can put one out with a quarter of a percent citronella and a petroleum based candle. And it's not really going to do a whole lot for you. Those oils are incredibly expensive, but by using a very low dosage of them, keeps your costs really yeah. low. We decided to go the opposite, and we'll have 10 to 20 times what our competition has, and even more sometimes, depending on the product. Does that make our product cost more? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. But the consumer is looking for an effective natural product, an alternative to DEET. And we provide that. Well, I think people will always pay for something that works, right? Yes. The consumer will pay a little bit more for a natural product if it works. But if they can buy it from an authentic brand that they know cares and does more than just sell product, you know, that's where you can create some real loyalty. Yeah. Does that give you a challenge scaling? Absolutely. It does. And just because we're a seasonal business alone makes it challenging because we're we're growing at a really nice clip. And we're incredibly thankful to all the loyal users of Murphy's Naturals products. But we have a season and that season is the same time as the mosquitoes are out. And when the mosquitoes aren't out, 
we're not selling much product, but we're having to buy all those expensive ingredients when we're not bringing in funds in order to make it. So we're prepared for the season when it does come. And that seasonality when you're growing can be a real challenge. We've managed to navigate it. It's certainly been hard to do certain years, but we continue to grow at a nice clip and yeah, we just built the most amazing team around this terrific brand. So I'm thankful for all the tough times that are getting us to these good times. You just got to get, uh, you got to get globally, you got to get into the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> and then you have, a, then you have an all year seasonality. <laughs> we are working with Australia. I bet. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of, would you say, in the last few years at Murphy's? Well, you know, we're we're putting out really great products, um, authentic products that are helping people get outdoors and enjoy life outdoors. So I'm really proud of that, of course, and, and how we've maintained quality. But what I'm most proud of is the team we've built. They're incredible. It's rewarding every day to come to work and have people that are so passionate about what we do. And you know, I reflect back to what I used to see at the body shop with Anita Roddick, how passionate her team members were about their company and brand and products. And I see that here and everyone cares for each other. So I'm really the most thankful and proud of our team. And, and that applies to the loading dock as well. Really quickly talk about that, because I, I think the loading dock's another example of your philosophy, but it's a completely different it's a completely different company and brand. It is. And the whole idea for the loading dock came from my experiences when I was starting Murphy's. You know, we started Murphy's in our garage in North Raleigh. Yeah. We outgrew that. Um, and then I went to find a place that had a loading dock to it where I could actually receive and ship pallets by truck and found this little 2,000 square foot space that I had to sign a multi-year lease for. And we outgrew it in a few months, but I was stuck. So, you know, I was cobbling it together with a friend's warehouse and storage units. And, but I was stuck in that lease that I personally guaranteed. So when we were looking for a new place for Murphy's, I thought, man, I'm going to get a lot more space. Um, because if I can create a workspace for people, not only to come in and co-work like the traditional co-working with office suites and co-working space, but if we can do co-warehousing as well, where people can receive products at a loading dock, where they can inventory, they can pack, they can ship, and then have this collaborative community where everybody can work together and share best practices and not be alone and be a solopreneur. They can be an entrepreneur within a community. And I was really driven to create that kind of a space because it's what I needed. Yeah. So what better way to give back in a way, but at the same time, enriching my life by surrounding myself by all these different entrepreneurs yeah. and business people. Yeah. So again, incredibly thankful for that team, incredibly thankful for what we've built here. And I love seeing these brands and businesses rising out of the loading dock that maybe wouldn't have tried it if they didn't have a low risk way to do it. Well, for people who will never see it that don't live here, it's incredibly cool because it's also really beautiful. I mean, it's really well done and it's in proximity to all sorts of cool stuff. You've got coffee shop there. You've got a brewery there. You've got a lot of really cool stuff there. We do. And our flagship location at Dock 1053 in Raleigh 
it is really great. And, you know, rumor is uh, Ponysaurus mm. uh, Brewery is going to be coming across the street are, from indeed. us, which we're excited about. So that's fantastic. We'll, we'll be able to walk across the bridge over Atlantic Avenue and see one another. I like it. That's a, that's a great thing. How can people find Murphy's? How can people find the Loading Dock? And how can people reach out to you? Well, if you go to theloadingdock.com, you can see all about the loading dock. We have three locations in the Raleigh area, one's in Wake Forest and, and two here in Raleigh. And then also, if they want to go and learn more about Murphy's, um, they can go to murphysnaturals.com. And you can see everything uh, on there about our products, but also our impact report because we publish that and yeah. we share the good we do. And we're very proud of of the impact we've had both on the environment, our people, and just, uh, you know, our community in general. And to find our products, you know, we're sold on our website, we're sold on Amazon, uh, we have a great business, but also retailers around the country. We're in Target, we're in Bass Pro, we're in Costco, we're in Whole Foods, we're in Sprouts, and it goes on and on, tons of amazing retailers and great independents. Anthropology too, right? Yes, anthropology. Um, sure, Urban Outfitters. We've got some really unique ones, you know, retailers that have carried our products for several years and and do fantastic with it. Um, you know, and I'm leaving some out that are just incredible, <laughs> incredible retailers. Trouble. And yeah, yeah, I know. But we just keep adding them on. You know, like Lowe's Hardware joined us, so. We're working with them and, and just so many more. Yeah. And um, we're thankful for them all. I, I may not have named them all, but there's so many, many of them. And, and the ones that helped us get going from the start, you know, the mom and pops yeah. and the independents, yep. you know, they're near and dear to our heart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, the summer's here. People go out and get this stuff. I, I'm telling you, you will be very happy you did. And at the very least, you'll smell great. <laughs> you will smell great and you will not be bitten. That's for sure. It'll keep yeah, you away. You will have unbitten, beautiful, smelling skin. <laughs> what more could we ask for? You know, I want to give thanks to my team. You know, I have two incredible teams at Murphy's and the Loading Dock, and I'm so thankful. I'm so appreciative to my wife who's supportive of me and all my family. And then all the people who are fans of Murphy's and Loading Dock who support us. I always just want to give a, a huge shout out and say that I appreciate them. I respect them and keep supporting us. And we're going to keep supporting you as well. Love it. This has been another episode of Brands in Action. Many thanks to our guest, Philip Freeman. Today's show has been brought to you by Pony Source Brewing, who reminds you with our Lieutenant Governor's Fund for the Fabulous, don't be mean to people. Go to fundforthefabulous.love for more info. Pony Source Brewing, drink about it. If you're digging the show, please give us a review and a like. It really does make a difference. Production help by Tim Mislock, Amber Anderson, and Nathan Nichols. Editing by Sarah Voorhees-Wendell. And music by Medium Heat. All other help from your friendly neighborhood Baldwin Ann.